Hi, my name is Emma. Hi, my name is Xavier, and we would like to welcome you to Curious Conversations, a podcast for kids by kids. It's a podcast where we have conversations with adults and kids from all walks of life to learn about their passions and what inspires them, which we know will inspire us and hopefully inspire you too. Why else you might ask? Well, we love to ask questions. We are twins and we just turned 11 and we have over a decade of experience being kids and having a point of view on many topics. We thought a podcast would be a great way to learn something new and explore our interests in a different way, so we thought, why don't we give it a try? On today's episode, we are thrilled to be talking to Jay Onright, the host of Sports Center with Jay Onright on TSN. Brought to you by McDonald's, not our show, Jay's show. I can't believe that we're interviewing someone we watch every day before school. That's crazy. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm Emma. Hi, Emma. And I'm Xavier. Hi, Xavier. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hi. You too. So what is it like to be on the TSN shows? It's really fun. It's really fun. I mean, uh, growing up, I watched a lot of TV and I thought, you know, uh, it's t- you know, doing TV sounds like a pretty fun thing to do with your career. Um, it seemed like kind of daunting to do because I knew that lots of people wanted to be on TV and it, it was a fun job. So lots of people want to do fun jobs. So I wasn't sure if it would work out, but I kind of lucked out and, and I've been doing it for a long time now. So it's great. I love it. Um, so we know you've talked to lots and lots of people, but what, what is one of the best interviews you've ever done and why? Um, great question. There've been so many good ones. Um, one of my favorites was, um, Will Ferrell. Uh, I got to interview Will Ferrell for his movie Blades of Glory. That was where he played a figure skater who danced with another male figure skater. And, uh, and it was really, really funny. And he was really great. He was really sweet because the way it works is, um, they're called press junkets. And so if someone puts out a movie, the stars of the movie, they'll, they'll fly them to a hotel and they'll set up a hotel suite. And then you, you as the journalist show up to the hotel and you get two minutes which, with Will Ferrell. And so it's like you get two minutes and then another journalist behind you gets two minutes and then the journalist behind that gets two minutes. So you only get two minutes. It's super quick. So you have to be really ready with your questions and ready to go. So I had this idea that I would have him... Um, introduce the show that night my show and you know sometimes when you do that with people you know they've been doing interviews all day they might not be that friendly or whatever but he was totally into it and totally sweet about it and um he was just awesome so yeah that was a really good experience generally i've had great experiences with people interviewing them i've never really had uh, anyone be a be a jerk or anything wow that's that's great no one really likes interviewing jerks no no so, we know you film live. Can you tell us a time something didn't go as planned and you had and you handled it live? Yeah, I mean it pretty much happens every night. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much every night there's something that where we plan it and and then it fall all falls apart and you have to improvise. So, um but one I remember specifically very early in my career, I was doing a, an update. We used to do these updates on the top of every hour for about a minute. And um, 
you know, it would usually just be me, um, say, voicing over like a highlight of a game and saying that, that, you know, the rest of the highlights would be coming up on the show later. And uh, but this particular time, the wrong tape ran. So I think it was like supposed to be baseball and ended wow. up being football and I didn't have the right script. So I had to uh, just sort of ad lib my way through it, as they say. I just had to uh, tap dance. That's another way we put it in the industry. I tap dance a little bit. So uh, it, you end up getting pretty good at it, you know, after a while, because, so you know, it's technology. Sometimes the wrong tape's going to run or the wrong video is going to run or whatever. And um, you have to be ready for it. You have to be able to adjust on the fly. And yet you, you, you can't get too uh, frazzled. You can't get upset about it because that's uncomfortable for the viewer, for sure. So, yeah, basically, yeah, um, yeah it's it's a good lesson. Like, sometimes I like when things go wrong. Because it's like a good test for me, you know, like, it's like, okay, I can handle this. No problem. Like if everything went smoothly all the time, it probably wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a great thing because when things did go wrong, then I wouldn't be able to handle it. So I actually do like when things go wrong once in a while, just to, to prove to myself that I can, I can handle it. Okay. So, um, we know you're also a writer because you're a journalist. So I do love to write as well. So do you write everything for your show? And what advice would you give to young writers? All the stuff where I appear on camera, I write all that stuff. And uh, wow, I always have written all that stuff. And it's great. I love it too. I love writing. Um, my advice to young writers is just to write. You know, I find like, um, I think like Roger Ebert, the famous film critic said, you know, uh, you know, your ability to write will come as you start writing, you know, like you, you think it's like, it's so daunting to just get started, but the more you write, it's like anything, anything in life. I think it's all about reps, repetition. And, you know, so whether you want to be a broadcaster or an athlete or whatever, you just have to do things over and over and over and over and you'll get better at them. And writing is absolutely no different than any of that. Uh, the more you write, the more comfortable you're going to get, the more you're going to find your own voice. Um, that's such a key thing, you know, in, in writing now is finding your own voice and then kind of letting that voice go out into the world. That's what makes you unique. So you got to find that, but you won't find it if you just think about it. You have to start to write and you have to do it. That's how it'll happen. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good advice. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> So, do you have a favorite hockey team and or player? We thought we saw a picture of you in, on Twitter in a Montreal jersey. Oh, yeah. That was uh, – <clears throat> my parents put that jersey on me when I was a little kid. My dad was a Montreal fan. So, um, but I don't really have a favorite team. Um, and I, I tend to root for players who have never won championships because I – I like when great players win championships. So, you know, for example, this last NBA Finals, Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns, great players, played 16, 17 years in the NBA, but he's never won a championship. So I was rooting for him because I, I hate when really great players don't win a championship. You know, it seems like such a shame. So that's kind of who I seem to root for these days. Um, so, you know, I'd really love, you know, Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon, like these great young hockey players. I'd love to see them. Yeah. I'd love to see them all win championships. So, so what about Joe Thornton? Uh, yeah, Joe Thornton. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to see him win it. That would be amazing. Now that he's with Florida, he's got a great chance. They're having a great season. So yeah, that would be awesome to see him win one. 
That would be amazing. So I am a Montreal fan, so I think your dad did the right thing by putting that jersey on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't become a Montreal fan like he is, but uh, I grew up near Edmonton, so I, I was uh, watching the Oilers growing up. I am a Toronto fan. Oh, so, yeah. And so is all of my other family members. Right. So we always try to change her, but she never does. How did you become a Montreal fan? Uh, Carrie Price, I'd say, because I'm a goalie. Oh, and nice. I, awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, like when I was seven, I think I, I don't remember how old I was, but we saw him in Pittsburgh, so that was really cool. And there was two penalty shots that game. Oh wow! Did he stop them? Yeah, yeah. There was one each team, so one he stopped, and then the other goalie stopped. So oh, no cool! Scored. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want us to tell you about our hockey teams? Uh, sure. Okay. So I play select for the Waterloo Wolves. Oh, nice! Cool jersey. And my brother plays the U18 um, Waterloo AAA, AAA um, U18 um, for Waterloo. So this is a very big year for Je- for our brother. Nice. Well, it sounds like you guys are pretty good athletes yourselves. Yeah, I like sports. I play for the Cambridge Roadrunners um, A. Nice. So outside of sports, what are your interests and passions? Um. I well, I have a young family, so my family's sort of my main passion and interest right now. We have yeah. little kids, so last night we went out trick or treating. That was really fun. And um, and other than that, I like to go to see live music. Though you haven't been yeah. able to do that very much over the past yeah. year and a half or so, but I'm looking forward to doing that again. And I love I love music in general. I I generally listen to a lot of music and enjoy a lot of music. So that's kind of my my hobby outside of sports. What band do you like to listen to? I like to listen to um, anything sort of from 1959 on. So I like a lot of jazz. I like Beatles, Rolling Stones. I like the birds. I like um, uh, Fleetwood Mac. I like pavement. I like Nirvana. I like, um oh steely dan i love steely dan yeah there's so many bands i love um right now i'm listening to uh the new war on drugs album it's really really good i would highly recommend it i love michael jackson oh cool yeah i have i have a couple of his uh records um i remember when uh, when i was about your age um was when thriller came out in 1983 and it was the biggest record of all time i'll never forget how popular it was it was so popular that every single person i knew had it on cassette tape and listened to it over and over and over again he was by far the biggest star in the world when i was your age he was the biggest star out there. We, we had we have a jukebox and we have thriller on it oh cool and i love listening to it but emma doesn't really like michael jackson so oh no no not a fan I prefer jazz. I I play the alto saxophone. So oh, cool! What kind of jazz do you like? What do you you have like a favorite musician? Um, no, I just like it's just sometimes nice to listen to. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Have it. I know. I we love to listen to jazz at night when we're having dinner and stuff. It's the, the best. Who or what inspires you? Great question. Um, I think I get inspired by. Uh, I don't know, just 
kind of my desire to continue to create and continue to work in a field where I can be creative and do different things every day. And I always consider myself really fortunate to be in kind of a creative business. Um, even though I'm a reporter and I'm supposed to be a journalist, a lot of what I try to do is be creative within that medium, if you know what I mean. I try to do things differently um, because there's, you know, so many amazing sports journalists out there. Um, but, you know, a lot, everyone kind of does things the same way. So I'm always inspired to try to do things just a little bit, a little bit different. That keeps me inspired, I think. If you were, weren't a broadcaster and you could play a pro sport, what would it be and why would you choose that sport? Um, great question. It would be soccer. Uh, I would play professionally in Barcelona for FC Barcelona. And the reason I say that is because um, just imagine that, right? Living in Spain, playing professional soccer would be the greatest thing ever. It would just be so fun and cool to live over there and um, soccer stars are, you know, the biggest global stars. And, and also I wouldn't have to worry about getting a concussion or anything cause there's no contact. Uh, well there is contact, but you know what I mean? You, you don't yeah. see a lot of concussions in soccer. So, um, yeah. So I, I don't know if you can see, I have a little bit of a black eye though, because, um, my, uh, two year old son need me right in the eye the other night. So oh. he might, he might be an MMA fighter, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what's your favorite sport to watch and what's your favorite sport to play? Like, are they different? My favorite sport to watch is still hockey. Um, and my favorite sport to play nowadays, there's two, I really only play two sports now. I, I play golf, uh, but I haven't even done that very much cause I have little kids and I like to ski. I love to ski. Um, that's my, the only thing I don't like about living in Ontario is our ski situation is it's not, not the best. Where is your studio? Um, our studio is in Scarborough. Okay, so I've drove I've drove by it on the way back from my tournament. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, we're right right across from the Scarborough Town Center. You see the CTV TSN building yeah. there. That one in the four hundred one. That's where our that's where our studio is. Yeah. Um. So if you are live, um, what do you do during the commercials? Well, that's a, you guys are asking some awesome questions, by the way. Um, so usually, <clears throat> I was telling someone this last night, actually. Um, my producer, his or her job is to make sure the show is on time, to make sure that we get everything in the show that we need to get in. And so in the commercial breaks, he or she is usually saying to me, okay, in order for us to continue to be on time, I'm going to have to drop this segment. So originally in what I, I have like a lineup that shows me what's coming up in the show and I'll be able to cross out something that he drops from the upcoming segment and we can talk about what's coming up and we can talk about, you know, how we're going to present it, what we're going to do. And if there are any changes or anything like that, or maybe something got added late, you know, maybe there was some post game clips from a player that were really good and we'll add those in last minute. So he might tell me about that. So usually in the commercial breaks, it's me maybe getting a sip of water, uh, talking to the producer, making sure I know what's coming up in the next break. Because the breaks are only two minutes. Yeah. So we don't have much time to talk about what's coming up. So that's usually what's happening in the commercial breaks. 
So I know that hockey games can run very late with the time differences and things like that. So what do you do since your show is live at midnight? Uh, what do you do if like a game runs later with overtime shootout or anything like that? Yeah, it's a great question. So, and this happens often. In fact, last, for example, last Thursday we had three Canadian teams playing on the West Coast, um, and two of them were ten thirty Eastern starts, seven thirty local. So, to your point, all those games by the time we went up live at midnight. They were done by the end of the show, but but when the actual highlights were running during the show, it's at the beginning of the show, so they the games weren't over yet. So then after the, the midnight show's over, then we have to go back, and now that these games are over, I have to revoice these highlights so that they have the final score and all the, maybe there's a last-minute goal or something we've added to those highlights. But the real tricky thing is we have to make those highlights fit into that hole that we created in the original show, right? So if, if the original highlight, say, was Montreal and San Jose, that original highlight was like a minute, then the fixed one, the one that's going to run all morning, has to also be a minute. So we have to kind of cut it to perfectly fit into those holes. So it's a very tricky, sort of complicated thing. It's almost like a puzzle, like solving a puzzle in a way. And, and we have to make it work because... The show can't be longer than an hour, right? It has to be an hour because it's going to run over and over and over again. And it's going to start at the top of the clock when people are tuning in at the top of the clock. They're expecting the show to start at the top of the clock. So yes. everything has to fit into that that hole. So that's kind of one of the complicated things we have to do is one of the nighttime shows to make sure that works out for the morning. We saw that you covered the Olympics. What was that like? It was really fun. Career highlight for sure. Got to do it uh, three or four times. Um, just an amazing experience. It's still, to me, my favorite sporting event because it's still amateur sports. Um, I know there's a lot of corporate money involved in sponsorship and stuff, but in terms of the athletes themselves, you know, it's still kind of pure. The athletes are amazing. I love the fact that they work their whole lives just for these, you know, moments every four years. And I know they're doing World Cup events all throughout, but... You know, there's nothing like the Olympics. So, and the other side of the Olympics I love is that you, know, you really get to see the world. You know, you really get to see different parts of the world, places you maybe never thought you'd ever go. I never thought I'd go to Korea, but got to go to Korea for the 2018 Olympics and just loved it. Thought it was an amazing country. So, you know, you get that added bonus where you get to see the world a little bit. So, yeah, the Olympics are definitely my favorite thing to cover for sure. We love them too. Did you see any live events like them and? Bye. Yes, yes, many times. Yeah, it's like I said, it's just the best um, experience you could possibly have. I think everybody should try to get to an Olympic Games um, yeah. if they're if they get the opportunity. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Do you like it better when it's live, like in front of you? Um, that's a good question. Not necessarily. I mean, sometimes I find like not just for the Olympics, but with every sport, it's you know television coverage is becoming so good that it's almost like um it's almost like like for example the nfl sometimes i find like watching an nfl game on tv is better than seeing it live because you can see the play better you can follow the play better um so yeah not necessarily i would say um so are you excited that the nhl is back in the olympics yes i'm very excited about that 
it's great for the game. It's great for the NHL. Um, yeah, it's just all around a huge win, I think, for everybody, and especially for the viewers and, and for the people who are there. Um, and then it also makes you realize how diverse the NHL is. You never really realize that until they're on their home teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. To see where everybody uh, originates from and how great all these countries are at hockey. It's yeah, it's awesome. So in the summer Olympics, um, like that recently happened this summer. Um, so I, I do also play field hockey. Um, so it's great to see it in like the Olympics, but have you ever covered field hockey? I never really have other than the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few sports like that where, uh, other than the Olympics, you know, like water polo. So, you know, track and field, even yeah. we barely touch track and field on our show because we just don't have the time to do it. Yeah. So, and also like they're more popular in like Europe and things for like sure, that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Because field hockey is really like, it's kind of like a hockey in Europe because, like men and women can play it both. So. Right. Yes. Yeah. No. It's. Yeah. Uh, I. It's a. I love the sport. I love watching it at the Olympics. That's another thing you love about the Olympics is you end up watching sports that you don't necessarily watch all the time, and it's fun. It's interesting. Even so, even a sport like volleyball, I've always said like volleyball should be more popular as a spectator sport because when you watch it at the Olympics, it's so spectacular. Right. It's so fast and exciting, um, and you're thinking to yourself, why can't this sport be more popular, you know? So, oh, my, my son just came in here. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. And he's gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we saw that you're on your show this morning, there was an NCAA highlight from volleyball. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, you, exactly. And I, and I think I said something about it, how much I love volleyball. Buddy, one second. Here, my coffee, one second. Um, yeah, so, no, I'm with you. I, I love watching... I think it's just an exciting sport. Um, not everybody's into it, but but I love it. I played it a lot in school, and I love it. Your son's very cute. He's what's his name? Oh, Ethan. Hi, Hi Ethan. So my our favorite Olympic sport, well, mine uh, specifically. It's it's really hard to choose for me because I feel like this Olympic sports make everything interesting. Yes, agreed. But I, I, I find the most interesting sport is the biathlon. I think oh, that's yeah, similar. that's really wild, right? You're like, how do these yeah. two things come together? Yeah. I know. Everyone yeah. always says that about the biathlon. It's like, who invented this? Who decided to come up with skeet shooting and cross-country yeah. skiing together? Yeah. I know. It's very funny, isn't it? And so probably mine is the um, – speed skating because certain of the tracks are small and they just keep going around 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 and they can like fall and how they wipe out they just go wee it's fun a description of a wipeout i would agree yeah it's a there it is a i really love the short track speed skating i think it's really uh, and one of the great things about it is canada's always good at it right? yeah that's so, that's a so plus it's, it's nice that we can root for our own our own skaters um so before we wrap up do you have any questions for us i don't i i guess my well, my only question is shouldn't you guys be in school <laughs> yeah well we have two interviews today so we get to stay home sweet yeah it's Amazing. nice well keep doing what you're doing you guys are doing a great job you asked me a ton of great great questions today 
This has been a blast. Thanks so much for having me this morning. Thank you for coming. No, thank thank you so much for coming. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That was an amazing interview. I found it very interesting that he had to work after the show, and he had to redo highlights from games that um, finished after his show Lifetime. I love that during the commercials, Jay doesn't just wait until they get running. He changes stuff that he was going to say and takes stuff out so the timing's just right. And he does it all in two minutes. I also love that how he wrote all his own script. I also love to hear all about Jay's favorite musicians and bands. It was amazing to hear his interest out of sports. Um, I loved hearing his stories about the Olympics. I bet it's very different broadcasting in the Olympics, getting to know the players going all around the world. Very, very interesting. Be sure to tune in to Jay's show weeknights on TSN, or you can watch it in the morning if you're an early riser. Thank you for listening, and I know all the shows you listen to probably say this, but please rate the podcast and download the episode. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That'll be in the show notes. And if you want to say hi to us, we'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Curious Conversations. Bye!